I'm Beth. And I'm Jen. We're two dog moms who met through our rescue pugs, and we love helping people find the best happily ever after dog for them. Each episode, we'll explore a different dog breed and talk about the rescue organizations doing great work to support them. From Affenpinscher to Schwerg-Schnauzer and everything in between, we've got you covered. Welcome to the Dog and Pony Show. Hello. Well, hello. It's been a while. I know. It's so good to see your face. I know. You too. My makeupless, very tired looking face. That's okay. That's been me for the last several days. I think on Thursday, I did absolutely nothing and only left the sofa to get spin drift refills. That sounds amazing. It was so great. It was the first time that Todd and I didn't actually have plans. So we had just gotten all of our food and it was just us. We just had a movie marathon. We we just did a movie marathon. What did you watch? We watched Red Notice. And we watched this movie called The Trip, which I think is a Norwegian movie that had been dubbed. Mm. And so imagine War of the Roses mixed with, oh gosh, I can't even describe. This is basically like this husband and wife who were alone in a cabin together, each trying to kill the other one. Oh, interesting. It was kind of, it was funny. It was labeled as a comedy but there really was like a dark comedy for sure. Okay. Okay. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Funny, but weird. But also there was definitely some, some gory moments there. Cause there okay. were all, there were also other people involved in it and yeah. So that was interesting. And then red notice was Ryan Reynolds playing Ryan Reynolds. You'll have oh, interesting. that. I'll, he, I'll have to check that out. He always plays the same character. I think <laughs> I find but then you had some fun. You had a good time in Miami, I hope. I I went to a lovely wedding in Miami and oh, then came right. back. The, the photos looked beautiful. What a handsome yes. couple. A very handsome couple. Beautiful and handsome couple. Good looking. And the wedding was, the florals were just incredible. The florist absolutely did an, just an amazing job. And it was a beautiful wedding. Came back, went to Ohio, got to see my little Ray, ate so much, so fun to hang out with my family. And I have eaten so much food. I don't know about so you, much. but I, I could really honestly just subsist on the top layer of my fat for the next five days. <laughs> I ate so much, but like so much good food. I felt really, mm-hmm. I, we didn't do a turkey. We had salmon and Ooh, nice. chicken. Yeah, it was really nice. And it was fun. We watched The Shape of Water, which I would recommend. It won an Oscar a couple of years ago. So we were a little late to the game on that one. And we watched, uh, what was it? oh, we watched Stillwater with Matt Damon, mm-hmm. um, which was really good as well. So much water. So much water. And then we watched this other, it's like a documentary series on Netflix called, I think it's called Seven Days Until. And one of the episodes was about the seven days before the Westminster Dog Show. Oh, and it was fun. Yeah, it was really fun to learn about like the, you know, what happens ahead of the show. And they had, um, what's his name? Biggie, the little pug that's won, you know, a couple of years. Yeah, it was really good. And then, of course, Claire, the Scottish Deerhound, won the National Dog Show second year in a row. We've talked about Claire. On our June 1st episode, we sure did. She's so beautiful. Congratulations to Claire and her handlers and her family. 
very, she looked so proud. I'm sure, well, I'm sure she was. I mean, who wouldn't be? I was proud I'm, for her. I'm, I wonder what she's like in real life. You, you know, like I maybe mean, she's a bit of a diva. Is or, she approachable or I don't know. She seems approachable. Or is she, she just, one of those dogs that's like, don't make eye contact with Claire? <laughs> I don't know. I, I like to think that she's just very authentic and I hope sweet. so. I hope so. Fun. She seems fun. Anyway, should we talk about keeping your dog safe during the holidays? Let's do it. Let's get right into it. So last summer, we did a sidebar about keeping your dog safe during summer cookouts and celebrations. Between pool parties, fireworks, burgers and brats, there was a lot to navigate. Well, now that it's the holiday season and families are cooking up feasts and getting together, we thought it would be a good time for another Puppa Safety Sidebar. Much of this comes from an article from the Humane Society, but I've sprinkled in some ASPCA and American Veterinary Medicine Association tips too. You know, I like to spread it around. That's right. Always, always cite more than two sources. Absolutely. The first thing to consider is knowing where your dog is. It's lunchtime. Do you know where your dog is? (laughs) Your doorbell will be ringing a lot more than usual in the next month, and your front door will be opening and closing more frequently, whether it's the Amazon delivery person or company coming and going. With all the hustle and bustle, keep an extra eye on your dog to ensure you know where he or she is and that they don't Houdini their way out of your home without you knowing. If you have company coming over and your dog is crate trained, keeping your dog in their crate or a quiet room might make them feel more safe and more comfortable. So consider that as an option. We've talked about many dog breeds that are watchdogs or that can be suspicious of strangers. So keep this in mind when you consider how your dog would react to a group of people coming over to your place. If you think that your dog could be upset by the party, maybe they prefer to be the center of attention and with this gathering, they simply won't be, you could consider having them boarded for the day or the evening. This way, you'll know they'll be safe. They'll be hanging out with their doggy friends, probably celebrating with their own party. And you can genuinely relax with the knowledge that they aren't peeing on your guest coats that are piled up on the guest room bed. Helen would do that. She would do that. I know. So would Nigel. Now, when it comes to food, if you're like me, your holiday meal comes from Gold Belly. I'm kidding, I do cook, but only if I have to. But that doesn't change the fact that your dog really, really wants whatever it is you are eating. Some things are okay for them to have if you're careful. Fresh carrots, broccoli, apples, be careful about the seeds, or some fresh, non-spiced chicken or turkey. And all of this should be served on your finest heirloom china with steamed linens and a beautiful centerpiece. Naturally. Of course. Probably not at the kids' table. No. For a reminder of what your pup shouldn't partake in, buckle in. Stuffing. Remember that this often has lots of spices, sometimes raisins, which are poisonous to dogs, as are, duh, grapes, bones. Bones can easily splinter, which can cause serious health problems, even death. So even though dogs love them, they do not love dogs as dogs can easily choke on them. Citrus and fruits with pits. Foods containing citric acid should be kept away from your pet and stone fruits like cherries, peaches, 
even apple seeds, contain essential oils that can cause irritations, blockages, even central nervous system depression if a significant amount is ingested. Holiday plants like poinsettia, holly, and mistletoe are so pretty, but they are also toxic. Secure them in a place that your dog can't get to. Decorations like potpourri, tinsel, lit candles, and small bits that they can gnaw off should also be kept away. If they can reach it, you should definitely reconsider its placement. I went to high school with a guy who tried to eat a cinnamon air freshener because it looked like a cookie. Sometimes these safety tips can extend to your guests as well. What's that guy doing now? He's, doing, an, doing. he's an allergist. Can you believe it? Like a doctor. I actually need an allergist. I, I mean, normally I would say I'd give him a call, like hook no, me up, but I'm not sure this is the guy I want to. He's kind of an idiot. And also he, I, I saw him eat chicken wings once and I mean, just a mess. You I saw him eat an air freshener. I, I saw him do a lot of things. Oh, oh, there's more to this story. Yeah, kind of. You know how when you're at a holiday. We'll, we'll get back to that listeners. Don't worry. I know no. you're as curious as I am. Beth might get back to that story. You know how when you're at a holiday party and you set your wine slash G&T slash vodka tonic slash eggnog glass down on a table? Wait, it was here a minute ago. Whose glass is this? Is this mine? Cocktail glasses are not a dog's best friend. Be mindful of what beverages your pup can get into. If they get into too much, it could result in weakness or even coma. Talk about a buzzkill. You may have fasted all day so that you can indulge in dessert, but your dog doesn't need to partake. Hopefully, you know not to feed your dog chocolate by now, but also nothing sweetened with xylitol. In general, if you want your dog to have dessert, consider making or buying something special for them. I mean, they'll they'll expect that at, at, at any rate. The trash. Where are you keeping your trash? Is it behind your door or cabinet, or is it sitting out, or are you dating it? Keep it out of reach of your pup. No, really out of reach of your pup. You know how smart they are. All of this doesn't mean you have to be a Scrooge or a Grinch or any kind of holiday movie villain this year when it comes to enjoying the season with your pupa. It honestly means being aware, keeping an eye on your dog, and understanding what they can get into. Your dog is very motivated by all the amazing smells of the season. So ensure there's nothing around them that can harm them. Try a Kong with a dog safe peanut butter in it. That will keep them safe and busy for quite a while. And consider a holiday party at a restaurant that has a private dining room so it doesn't disrupt your dog's routine and you don't have to do any of the cleanup. Beth, are you heading to any dog-friendly holiday parties this year? Let's see. Well, we're going to a pug parade next mm. weekend. Not so much a party. But I think that I will be leaving Helen behind for the parties that I'm mm -hmm. attending. Mom, Mama needs a break sometimes. I, I agree. I agree. And Helly is always safest when she's at home and she and her in her surroundings that she's familiar with. And we know that even here, she doesn't always feel that that's safe. <laughs> exactly. I know. We always have one party a year at our house. 
And it does that you have to be careful because the pugs really want what everybody is eating. So everybody has to eat at the table. There's no, there's no plates on people's laps that, you know, dogs can topple plates over that sort of thing. Everybody has to eat at the table. We had that situation at Thanksgiving that the dogs were, there were three dogs and they were all very interested in the food. So you do have to be careful. And I think those are Great tips. Can we talk about this dog that I have ne- had never heard of until this I know, week when me I looked either. at pictures? The yes. Leon is it Leon Burger? Leon Burger. Yeah. Do you want to take a break and then we'll talk about the Leon Burger? I, I don't even want to take a break, but okay. <laughs> Let's take a break. All right. So yeah, we're going to talk about the Leon Burger. I believe that's how you say it. To be honest, I did not check the pronunciation, but they are so adorable. I texted you yesterday that I want one. They're just like these cute giant bear lions. End of episode. Now you know everything you need to know. I'm in. So their lifespan due to their size, unfortunately, is is only about eight or nine years, eight to nine years. The females are 26 to 30 inches tall and the males are 28 to 31 inches. The weight of females is 90 to 130 pounds. Oh, my God. And for males, it is 100 to 160 pounds. Stop it. Yes. Oh, my Lord. They're huge. Huge. They are part of the working group and they were recognized by the AKC in 2010. And they're 93 on the breed popularity list. And whenever anything is below that 120 mark and we haven't heard of them, Mm -hmm. I'm always so surprised. So surprised. And you know, they have to be part of the working group because they need jobs to be able to afford all the food that they eat. Exactly. I mean, they're definitely not part of the toy group. No. Even I know that. So This guy, Heinrich Essig, was a resident of Leonberg, Germany, and he wanted to create a dog that resembled the lion on the town's crest. Well, that's a very specific goal, Very specific. Well, I will give him credit because he did it. So in 1846, Essig announced that he had developed a new dog by crossing a Newfoundland with a St. Bernard and a Pyrenees mountain dog. However, many believe that the dog must have been made using a wider range of breeds to achieve the looks that it has. Leon Burgers were popular farm dogs and they were used to pull ammunition carts in both world wars. They first arrived in the US and Canada in the early 1900s and they were used by the Canadian government as water rescue dogs. Leos, as they're also known, which is why I didn't spend too much time on pronunciation, have a medium to long waterproof coat. They have triangular ears, a big bushy tail, a black face mask, not unlike our pugs, dark brown eyes, and males have a lion-like mane around the neck and chest. They are described as fearless, loyal, obedient, companionable, loving, adaptable, Agile, eager to please, energetic, intelligent, gentle, affectionate, even-tempered, and friendly. I mean, of course they can be all those things. Like, you can be fearless when you are the size of... Correct. The size of and you resemble a lion. Correct, yes. and But agile does surprise me, given their size. It's true. But it's true. Every article that I read just kept coming back to those same traits. They are good with young children. Of course, you have to be careful because they're such big dogs, but they are definitely family dogs. 
They love other dogs. I also read that they get along with cats and horses. They are <laughs> no horses. I know. And horses. <sighs> Leos are known to be a sensitive breed. So I read a couple of times that they're very intuitive and they can get visibly upset or distressed. Like if someone in their family expresses anger or sadness or cries. Aww. I know. They make great watchdogs due to that ferocious bark that they have. As far as health, the main concerns are bloat, which we recently talked about, hip dysplasia, and tropion, which is when the eyelid rolls in on itself, and ectropion, which is the opposite condition, and something called Leonberger polyneuropathy, which is a neuromuscular disease. Hmm. As far as grooming, as you can imagine, these dogs shed a ton and twice a year they blow their coat. They that is so much hair. So I just, much. Can you imagine hugging them in a black outfit? Well, I mean, and I, there was one article <clears throat> I'll try to, that I looked at. I don't remember if I cited anything from it, but they had all these photos of people who were brushing their Leos and how much fur it generated. No. And in one of the photos, there was literally a mountain in one. The other photo, someone actually took the fur and created the shape of another dog. Like they made a whole other dog <laughs> out of the fur that they brushed from their for, Leo. For God's sake. It was really funny. So they shed a ton. They should be brushed every day. They Ugh. don't require any trimming, and they do tolerate cold environments due to that thick coat. They can overheat, though, so obviously in warmer months or climates, you want to keep an eye on that and make sure that they're not exposed to heat for excessive periods of time and that they have water and all that good stuff. This also sounds like a lot of drool and just... Oh, I, yes. Well, oh I was about to say they are not a great option for neat freaks. Mm. Their coats pick up a ton of debris. And I saw photos of this as well, of like a Leo's butt with like just covered in mm -hmm. leaves. And they do tend to drool. And, you know, like when they drink out of their water bowl, they're like slobbering everywhere. So if you have a very clean, neat, all white home, you may want to, you know, veer away from this as an option. Also, I'm also thinking this is one of those dogs where having a service to walk your dog might be a good investment because I'm just thinking of picking up after it. Oh, yes. Well, I have a friend who has a poop service that comes yeah. in and cleans up the dog's poop in the backyard. Yep. And she has a Mastiff, yeah. an English Mastiff. So yeah, I mean, not a bad investment. I imagine that would be quite the task. Undertaking. Undertaking is a better way of putting it. They're not a great option for people living in apartments or without a lot of <laughs> land or for novice dog owners. Or for someone um, with a twin bed. Also that. Adults, adult Leos need vigorous exercise for an hour at least once a day. They love agility courses. They love competitions, swimming, and they make great, great therapy dogs. I read that many times. If you have a Leo, put it to work. It will love being a therapy dog, going swimming, all that good stuff. Hang they on. also Hang yes, on. Talk to me. They love swimming? They do. Yes. How, how long is it going to take you to dry a Leo? Probably about as long as a pulley. <laughs> oh my God. Remember when they said that like the dog weighed like 30 pounds normally and like a yes. hundred when it was wet. Yeah. It's probably the same. They do love swimming. I don't know. The, well, like I said earlier, Canada used them as water search right. and rescue dogs. Right. They I'm really just... are like an all like very adaptable breed. My gosh. Okay. 
I'm just yeah. thinking like I'm brushing this dog every day. Okay. Okay. It's amazing though. Go it on. Would t- you'd, I think it's a situation where you let them go swimming and maybe like leave them out in the yard for a bit to dry. Or just stick them under like a, one of those hair dryers. Industrial. And, yeah. Like mm-hmm. strength dryer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Put them in a sauna. Oh no, they don't like to get hot. Okay. Never mind. So if you don't have an industrial strength dryer, Ooh. this is not also not a great dog for you. Okay. Yep. So they do respond really well to training and both training and socialization are very important with them. I'd argue it is with all dogs, but that was called out a number of times. I would be remiss not to mention that I read in a number of articles that if you're considering getting a Leo, you should be certain that you have a large enough car to transport them. My Lord. So just to go through it again, you're going to need that industrial dryer. Mm -hmm. You're going to need like the Escalade probably or a Tahoe, a Yukon, I'm thinking. The Denali XL. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah. And Um, also a lot of land. A lot of land. Yeah. And you're going to either have to have a service to pick up their poop or be willing to do it yourself. So exactly. But they're so cute. But they're super sweet. They're super sweet. Oh my God. They're adorable. (laughs) So to summarize... If you have an active family with a lot of space, plenty of time to devote to your loving Leo, and a giant car, this may be the right dog for you. Mm -hmm. If you work a lot, live in an apartment, or aren't crazy about dogs that tend to be messy and shed, maybe consider one of the other wonderful dogs out there. All right, let's take a break, and then you can hit me with some personification. All right, Beth. Let's have you warm up here with, uh, what name did you give your Leo? You know, I was thinking about this in bed last night and I came up with a great name and promptly forgot it this morning. I think I'm going to go with Gus. Wow. Okay. A, a little name for a big dog. Gus though. Do you, I mean, I, Gus? It, I don't know. I work with a guy named Gus and he's a big guy. So oh, okay. It's, yeah. it's, well, it's your Leo. All right. What does Gus do for a living? He is a counselor at a camp for kids with special needs. Oh, that is perfect. That is really perfect for Gus. He loves working. He loves kids. Very gentle. Mm -hmm. And it is the officially my favorite time of year, the holiday season. Yes. What is Gus's favorite holiday movie? Oh my goodness. Probably Die Hard. For sure. I mean, that. That's a lot of people's favorite holiday movie, but not mine. But yeah, for Gus. But, well, yeah, I mean, he's a guy, so right. it fits the bill. Now, these my last question for you. These dogs have massive, massive noggins. They like, do. Their their heads are huge. What's his favorite kind of hat? Oh my gosh! I think he. I think he likes a you know flat top, snapback. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like I'm trying to think of, you know, with one of his favorite like jam bands on it. <laughs> I love it. Like he's a big deadhead. Okay, of course. Of I course. don't know. I, I love that coming from Germany. Sure. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> well, he doesn't live in Germany now. His ancestors did. Of course. All right, perfect. So I want to rescue one of these dogs, and they're in the 90s for popularity. So can I? Well, you can. I did find the Leonberger Rescue Pals, and that is L rpals.org. They're a 501c3 nonprofit, all-volunteer national organization dedicated to the rescue, rehabilitation, and rehoming of unwanted, abandoned, or abused Leon Burgers and Leon Burger mixes. That would be a good place to start. I found a couple of other large breed rescues that 
tend to have Leon Burgers, but I would start with the Leon Burger Rescue Pals. And I, I honestly think you'd probably have more luck finding these dogs in a non-breed specific rescue. Mm-hmm. But they definitely are out there. These are just the people who didn't have large cars that are right. giving, that are, yeah, that are surrendering their Leon Burgers. They didn't have the benefit of this podcast to listen to it, before they got their dog. Exactly. All right. Who'd you find on Instagram? I found, and it's so funny because the dogs that I found on Instagram, you can see the goofiness. There's a oh, goofy so side. Funny. There's a goofy side to these. I found at I am Sophie the Great. Oh. Who I love. Her full name is Sophia. She just turned two and she lives in Minnesota. And she just She's a ham, which oh my I god, she's so love. cute! Isn't she adorable? Yes, I she love is her. I love like, her so she's much. She's got such a boopable nose. I know, oh, and her so her cute. nose is probably bigger than my whole head. Well, and you can see like that beautiful fur. I'm sure her owners have a real time with that. Yep, I know. But oh, just, there's like, this photo of her like sleeping on the sofa. She's I, basically taking up the she's entire sofa. taking up the entire sofa. I know. So I know. Funny. I chose you find? Um, at Kobe, K-O-B-I underscore the underscore Leon Berger. Uh, Kobe is Scottish, a Scottish Leon Berger and lives in Scotland with his brother, Arthur. And they are just so funny. I always, I don't know. I'm always like when, when there's two of them, it just makes it so much more funny. So definitely check out Kobe. He's very cute as is his brother. I love it. Well, this was fun, and we are going to be back next week. We've had a couple of weeks off here and there over the past couple of weeks since we've been traveling and just kind of living our lives. But next week, we'll be here. So until then, where can people find us? You can find us on the bo- on the bog. You can't find us on the bog, you guys. We don't live in a bog. You, don't. you can find us on the Dog and Pony Show podcast.com or on Instagram at the Dog and Pony Show official. You can follow a pug who has a very big heart at It's Helen the Pug. And you can find a Pika Pug who's too big for her britches at Astrid underscore Pika Pug. And you can find all of our sources for the episode in our show notes. And please don't forget to subscribe on iTunes and give us a five-star review if you think we're ready for the big time. Yes. All right, Jen. Who are you going to tell me about next week? All right. Let us find out. I will be telling you about the Bull Terrier. Oh, yes. Target's very own Bull Terrier, Beth. I love Bull Terriers. I think they're very cute. Wonderful. All right. Well, until then, remember that the best dog in the world is always your dog. The Dog and Pony Show is produced and hosted by Jen Meredith and Beth Stellato, two women with absolutely no medical experience other than paying the big bills our dogs accumulate at the veterinarian. While we know our way around an insulin syringe and have collected a urine sample or 45, and while we may occasionally have medical experts on as our guests or discuss health issues faced by particular breeds, this podcast is in no way intended to provide professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your veterinarian with any questions you may have regarding your pet. Never disregard professional veterinary advice or delay in seeking treatment for your pet because of something you heard on our podcast or read on our website or social media. The views we share are ours alone and do not represent the opinions of our employers or sponsors.